This is Defender Radio. I'm Michael Howie, and this is Defender Radio, the podcast for wildlife advocates and animal lovers brought to you by the Fur Bears. This is a special bonus episode. It's an essay I wrote to go on thefurbears.com and youngdefenders.com, and it may pop up in a few other places. As a former journalist, I get frustrated by improper coverage of human-wildlife conflict. And when there's multiple stories that try to blame wildlife for conflict caused by people, I get real frustrated. What follows is my essay exploring a few of these articles and identifying unasked questions both about the incidents that occurred and the choices made in the newsroom. This bonus is brought to you by AnimalStone.com. This Canadian-owned business makes gorgeous jewelry, largely charms of wildlife, all from ethically sourced materials, many of which are recycled. What makes this company stand above the rest for me is that a portion of the sales from each item goes back into wildlife conservation, whether it's anti-poaching initiatives overseas, Canadian wildlife rehabilitation, or other in-field research and educational efforts. Check them out at AnimalStone.com and use promo code DefenderRadio to get 10% off your order. That's AnimalStone.com and promo code DefenderRadio to get beautiful jewelry that helps keep the home of wildlife beautiful too. Media outlets often paint frightening encounters with wildlife as something that happens to people, even when the articles themselves highlight that humans likely caused the conflict. CTV News exemplified this in a recent bear attack story. The headline, I did think I was going to die. Hiker recovering after being attacked by a bear in Riding Mountain National Park. The article leads with the video showing a rather frightening scar uh, or new gash across the individual's face. The article is written in a typical inverted pyramid fashion. The most relevant information, typically containing the five W's, is at the top, filtering down to less important information as the copy continues. They can provide revealing insight into a journalist's mind, too. So let's consider the basic structure of this article. Paragraphs 1 to 9 are primarily a retelling of the harrowing incident from the perspective of the hiker. Paragraph 15, the hiker acknowledges she's been running the trail with her dogs all summer, whether they were on or off-leash or with her at the time is not mentioned at any point. Paragraph 17, the journalist notes, for the first time, that Parks Canada put no dogs, no bicycles, and group travel only restrictions in place three days before the incident took place, specifically to reduce conflict with wildlife. In paragraph 25, the hiker acknowledges she doesn't think the bear meant to harm her or was being aggressive at all. And in paragraph 29, the very last sentence in the 797-word article, Dogs should also remain on leash, as Parks Canada says they can provoke defensive behaviors in bears. The literal last line of the article is a possible explanation of the entire incident, though the article does not specify if the hiker had her dogs, though she states she frequently ran the trail with them. Yet nine paragraphs at the top outline the fear felt, the upsetting injuries, and the difficult journey to the hospital. Further, it isn't until halfway through the article that Parks Canada had put restrictions in place on this very trail three days before the incident took place. Why wasn't this information presented at the top of the article? Another example. 
Headline, Women Recovering Following Black Bear Attack in Northern BC. This article from Vancouver is Awesome also leads with two women being attacked, even though the second sentence outlines that their dogs instigated a defensive encounter from a startled bear. Consider this in another context. Man attacked in bar fight after he punched someone. It's not wrong, but it's also not right. Why is the word attacked being used when clearly the bear was defending themselves from a threat in their home? Coyotes can't seem to catch a break when harassed by dogs and people either. In a CBC article, this becomes apparent. Headline, Woman, Dogs, Bitten in Encounter with a Pack of Six Aggressive Coyotes, Pet Owners Say. This article paints coyotes as the aggressors when the facts point to the more likely reality that they were victims of curious and potentially threatening dogs. The witness, or dog walker in this case, notes she was walking four large dogs, at least two of them off-leash, and they ran into the bush without her. Following this, one of the dogs returned, trailed by a pair of coyotes. Quote, I could tell they were not approaching to be friendly. They were on a mission. I felt like they were hungry, she said. The dog walker told CBC she, quote, ran to collect and control the loose dogs while also trying to phone her friend. Upon the friend's arrival, two dogs were still missing. Quote, I ran as fast as I could through this thick brush and ended up getting in there and kicking the coyotes as hard as I could to get them away from the dog, the friend told CBC. Her husband then arrived as well, yelling and causing the pack, now consisting of six coyotes, CBC reported, to disperse. One of the off-leash dogs then turned and gave chase to the coyotes. No one was badly injured. One dog was bit on a leg, another on the nose, and the friend on her leg. For anyone who has witnessed or broken up a dog fight, this can subjectively be considered a mild incident. A WildSafe BC spokesperson told CBC that the dog walker was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whether or not they indicated that the off-leash dogs likely caused the entire incident is not included in the article. It should also be noted that the dogs involved were a chocolate lab, with a weight range of 55 to 80 pounds or 30 to 36 kilograms, and three coon hounds, who have a weight range of 45 to over 100 pounds or 20 to 45 kilograms, depending on the type. Coonhounds have long been used as hunting dogs, chasing down their target for a following hunter. For context, a western coyote is typically around 30 pounds, though with their long legs and huge coats, they often look much larger. Here's the math. A minimum of two, at least, 45-pound hunting dogs ran into the bush and came back trailed by two, at least, 22-pound coyotes. Who, exactly, was attacking whom? None of this is about blaming the victims. While they may have made mistakes that led to these incidents, they were without a doubt upsetting and frightening encounters. Particularly as a pet owner, I can empathize with the fear and trauma of seeing your pet injured or in a potentially life-threatening situation. This isn't about the victims. It's about those who told their stories. Data about how people read, what is read, and for how long is well known by media publishers. Entire companies exist just to track that kind of data. Google even provides a free option. The impact of media's use of chosen words, photos, and even placement of a news article is well documented throughout history. Forget speaking moistly. Many years ago, Robert Stanfield dropped the ball while 
waiting for a plane to refuel, and it may have cost him an election. Check out the links in the show notes for more on that. Reporters, editors, and other media representatives know that their choice of words, the structure of a story, and what is, or sometimes more importantly, isn't included, can influence the world. And, after reviewing some of these articles that paint wildlife as perpetrators in conflict against them, we're left with what is often the hardest question to answer. Why? Thanks everyone for tuning in to this bonus. Remember, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look up at Defender Radio on Facebook and Twitter and at Howie Michael on Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this essay as well. This is something that's been a real important subject to me really since I worked and ran a newsroom. So I'd love to hear. You can comment on social media. You can send me an email. Lots of options are out there. Until next time, I'm Michael Howie for Defender Radio and the Fur Bears, reminding you to be kind and to stay informed and stay strong. <laughs>